0: Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
1: And welcome everyone and thank you so much for being an intentional spirit. Um, We remind ourselves together and collectively each and every week that there's a big difference between people who set goals and people who have good intentions and people that are Intentional spirits, for sure, because we aren't uh, governed or limited by outside circumstances of what's going on. We're not in the waiting room of what's going on. We continue to move forward. We continue to make choices. We continue to look at what we have control over. And move forward in that direction and certainly don't spend time on things that are the illusion of what we perceive we've had control over. Anyway, I've been very excited to uh, have our guest today. Her name is Darlene Green and she is the author of In Service to Love, A Dynamic Experience of Consciousness, Transformation and Enlightenment. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a big old dose of that today today. Darlene, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you so much, Temple. It's an absolute delight to be able to be with you. As we were, as I was waiting for our conversation today, my heart is just filled with joy. So I've been looking for our, looking forward to our conversation.
1: Oh, as you're saying that, I have, uh, I have God bumps. I have chills. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's almost like. I, we might feel like today, like we've already had this conversation.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, yes, I, uh, I think so. I woke up at four o'clock this morning, writing some notes to you.
1: Oh my gosh, this is so, this is so great. And, and what I could tell about looking at your photo, um, you are all heart girl. You are all heart Mm -hmm. and totally wide open, um, in your energy and good for you, you know, good for you. It's the kind of thing when we talk about keeping our heart open, it's one of those things that we would say it's easier to say and not always easy to do, you know? Um, but I can really feel that, you know, coming from you. Um, when, um, when would you say, you know, we all have many stories, um, Mm -hmm. as far as moving towards, consciousness moving towards transformation moving towards enlightenment uh learning to lighten up you know those kind of things um did you feel that way when you were when you were little um did you have some kind of aha awareness moments um i like to do this because there are so many people from all over the world that tune into our show and some of them just hearing you know other things that you've done or had happen Give them kind of a a nudge, you know, to say, well, Darlene did it, you know, and and Temple was an alcoholic. Well, I think I could pull this off. You know what I mean? So um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what made you in the beginning um, kind and unkind that, that got you interested or even caring about being in service to love?
0: Well, you know, I think what we all hold in common and the resonance that that Connects us is the truth of who we are. That if who we are is is love, then a path of love is 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 going to be like a an internal GPS. There's um, I was not conscious when I uh, when I came into this life. I was very 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 sensitive, um, and I remember at age four. Um, hearing the voices of my council for the first time, but it felt like it was family. I mean, doesn't everybody experience that? It felt so natural. Um, and then I... Uh, there was wait, no well, did way you
1: tell anybody about it? Did you discuss it with anybody? Did you...
0: No, you know, did, you,
1: did you go to your parents and say, Oh, I'm getting messages and stuff like that. And you're the youngest person to hear that I heard him at five. But you're, you have exceeded now that awareness for me that that you were four. Did, and yeah. like you were saying, it just felt it just felt like, Oh, well, God, this is happening to everybody. This is not that big of a deal. Right?
0: Well, absolutely, and I was so sensitive that I internalized my life anyway. I didn't have thoughts about my life. I had feelings about my life. So that's why it never moved into a thought process. So I was living life really from two different tracks, one that was incredibly sensitive, and I was living from my inner awareness um, And the world felt very loud and scary. And then I had a a lovely family, um, um, and I was doing that. But there was no awareness of consciousness or, um, um, you know, enlightenment. There was no conversations about that. So there was no mirroring for that inner awareness that I had. So I thought that everybody had these two different tracks, one that was an inner awareness and one was how it is you operate in the world. So it just seemed very, very natural to me. And I have to say that, you know, now that I've got a lot more years behind me, I can see that this whole life has been about the process of me getting to the point that I'm at right now. I see that, and and since, um, so I'll I'll go back a little bit. So at age four, very, very sensitive, had these uh, conversations with the Council of Light. Um, Jesus was always very, very present in my life. Um, but I would say I was unconscious. and um, I, But I always was intrigued by the sacred in life. At five years old, I remember being in the Lutheran church you know, with, with my family. We were at that church, and I remember listening to the pastor. And I remember thinking inside, well, that's not the whole story. <laughs> There's more to that.
1: Oh my gosh, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so I I just, um, I would say it wasn't until 1983, and I remember the day as I was driving into work, I think I'm going to um, study or begin to learn about spirituality now. I mean, I had certainly had moments of profound experiences, but I had nowhere to nowhere to be able to place them. There was still this division in life between an external world and then the inner awarenesses that I was having. So I didn't have any place to, to put this this high level of sensitivity. And so um, after I decided that I was going to start um, learning about spirituality, I thought, well, I'll start with meditation. And so I started to learn how to meditate. And it was... Right after that, um, that my awareness and my sensitivity just um, expanded exponentially, I would wake up in the middle of the night, hearing the choirs of angels. I would hear the um, the music of the universe, which is like beyond description and and I was drawn my heart was just drawn inexplicably somewhere. Um, but I didn't know where. I mean, I, ever, I remember even in junior high that I knew that I was being mailed somewhere. I knew I had a destination in this life, but I didn't know where it was. So when I started to learn how to meditate, and these um, these these extraordinary events were occurring, I mean, the presence of Jesus in front of me, the um, presence of, of angels um, around me, and I began to do... Um, I was reading voraciously, and I was doing a little bit of work with um, A Course in Miracles. And um, there was a period of time when I was doing some uh, really beautiful shamanic work. Um, But as I kept on discovering new pieces, so for example, I discovered um, astrology and my and, and it resonated with me, and I thought, "Oh, this is it! This is it! This is it!" And internally, I would always get this message: "Yes, and." So what that did for me is that it moved me further on my on my discovery paths, and saying, "You are not done with your search yet. Keep going." And so. That happened time and time and time again as I was discovering these new components and, and an expanded awareness into this new world. Um, but it felt so right every single step of the way, even though my humanity didn't have a, a place to be able to put it because it wasn't linear. right? And so I was living this track, and I see that there's this, this track is still present really in our culture because we have the term woo-woo. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean in the woo-woo part. Absolutely. Yes, no no doubt about it.
1: But the but the other thing that you know, which is exciting about the times that we've lived in is because of the way that people have been programmed. You know, starting with just basic education of taking a child who's imaginative, who has big dreams and putting them in a box, right? And, and developing their intellect of what they can memorize and courses they never use, like algebra or cutting a frog, biology, or you know whatever. It's just so understandable that we have trained people through the years to look at things black or white, right? It's either one way or the other. And um, and I I love this emerging you know time that we're living in because the healthy is both and the healthy is like you're saying yes and. You know, there's not one size fits all. And I, I love the language. It, it's really interesting. I just felt like I would, I would really resonate with you. And I, I'm not talking about as an official guest for the show. I'm talking about as a spirit um, because of some of our path is extremely similar as far as, uh, you know, what we pursued or what has found us. But I, I love the power of what you're saying, yes, and. And if people could just, those two words, learn to live with that as their mantra, wow, right? Absolutely. Would that be, you know, because it's just so powerful that, that freedom of that. It's yes, and it's both. And I feel this way, but I also feel that way. It's like my little girl said the other day. I'm happy and I'm sad. <laughs> what a beautiful a thing because until you're programmed you don't you don't realize it's not okay to have two almost contradictory feelings that emerge create authenticity, you know?
0: yes and it's, uh, and it 's the wholeness of all of this that really brings our um, that really brings the the greatest expression uh, that 's available for us. One of the other um, uh, you know the yes and to me also um, applies to one of the um, concepts that was presented within this book of in service to love, which is Um, which has to do with how it is that we relate to the unknown. Mm -hmm. If I can live, begin. if if I can identify my known world, and if I only live within the world that I know, then nothing new is going to be happening. And it's really an an exercise in frustration. However, if I begin to live on the edge of what I know and what I don't know, then there's space for something new to arise. There's space there from the divine nature of me to be able to communicate to my human nature. Mm. And and that's where I can get the and. So if we keep on looking outside of us only from the perspective of a known world, then we aren't going to be getting anything anything else. If we stand close, for me, I experience, I'm so kinesthetic, I I, when I move to the edge of what, it, of, this, of what it is that I know, and I experience it like a sphere, and if I move my awareness to the end to the edge of that sphere, it feels to me like, um, like a bubble membrane. But mm-hmm. if I begin to live there and I'm straddling the space of what I know and what I don't know, then 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 the, the messages from my soul can arise because my human nature is not getting in the way. And I definitely have the opportunity then to live the yes and. Mm-hmm. And that's really what this, what, these, what this whole body of work is about, is about living who it is that we are, not only from our humanity, but from our divinity. I mean, and it's living it, living it not like uh, a platitude, not like something nice to say, but as a reality that I live and walk in every day. So, so living the yes and is is the um, you know what's coming to me right now is the it's the experience of of living, um, moving from living as a human being having spiritual experiences and living the reality of a spiritual being having a human experience and what i've learned throughout this work is that man perspective is everything
1: yes and that is the truth i you're, when you're when you're saying that it, it likens to me the, the 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 thought of you know a man lives a hundred years whereas another man lives one year a hundred times and um it's, it's, or, you know, what is that movie, uh, Groundhog Day? Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like, yeah. yeah, you know, it's that when you're so determined to prove you're right about what you know, then tomorrow you'll have more of that. The next day you'll have more of that. The next day you'll have more than that. And, and that again, I think goes back to the fact of that people put so much emphasis on, um, on just their mind versus their heart. And you, you have to learn how to train all of those need to know, uh, need to be reassured, need to explain, need to justify, need to clarify. You need to learn how to let go of those spaces so that you can really feel your your heart. Um, you know, it's the, and I, I, I identify with uh, so much of what you're saying in the way that, that I was kind of surprised by this early on in doing the course in miracles and doing shamanism and doing blah, blah, was that, Oh, you know, one day I'm, I'm not going to have human concerns and feelings. I'm just going to be in nirvana. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to be floating along and you know, and um, you know, and nothing's really going to phase me and, and you know, all that. And, But what I found is the more that I deepened my practice and the more I kept spaces between the no longer and the not, and the not yet, which is John Varysenko's famous statement. I'm somewhere between the no longer and the not yet that this, Mm -hmm. this wealth of feeling human, you know, just washes over you, you know? And um, because I love how you're, how you are articulating it that the more you prefer, the more you choose and know in your evolution that you are spirit um, incarnated as as a person, the more you feel you're human, the more you hurt about circumstances going on on the planet, the more that you are disturbed um, with a level of anger. And I think that that's part of that uh, where people are forgetting the yes and. You know what I mean? They're going, oh, it's not appropriate that I feel angry today because I'm this, you know, I've been teaching this evolutionary course and, you know, I'm not supposed to be angry. I'm supposed to be just oming and and calming and all of that. And so there's this dismissive uh, energy of of how you were created. It's not that anger is not okay. The denial of it uh, makes it do something to you far less inviting, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm
0: yes and and there 's um, you know a couple of things come to mind about that. one is that um, if you can stand back like take a look at the time we 're in, but like stand back in space and look at the, look at the uh, at the world and the events right now, so they aren 't so per- so personal and one of the what was one of the things well many of the things were revealed in this body of work, but one was like a series of templates, and one is that if you can begin to take a look. At, the, um, at who we are as being both density and light.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: That there's a perception that is held that is, we have a level of, level of awareness that's, that we have the capacity for until we die. And it's only after we die that we have access to anything beyond that. And I certainly felt that, like any, 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 um, any awareness that I had felt like I was like, kind of like, you know, it was kind of a quirk or it was something that was not, you know, definitely not ordinary, right? But what was revealed to me was, Darlene, when who you are is source and form, the reality of being source and form, there are no barriers, there are no barriers to your ability to and your capacity to be able to reach all of the wisdom that is yours and the wisdom of the universes. It's available right now. So what our humanity does is compartmentalize. That's one of the many things that we do. So when you stand back and you take a look at, that at um, owning not only the humanity but our Divinity, and you release that um, that the separation between the two. Then there's almost a whole sense of like. I mean, even in saying it, I have the sense of like I can breathe. And so it's shown like a spectrum that if we have a like a, I visualize it as a as a horizontal line, and it's called the gradient scale of light expression and it's where it's very dark and dense at at one end and then as you move as more light is added and more light is added and more light is added then then the spectrum and I have it of blue the spectrum of blue turns almost to white with all with all the light added to it right so just like the rainbow that has um, frequencies below it and above it that we can't see we are that as well Mm-hmm. And if we can begin to own our whole spectrum, then, then we, we have access to all of who it is that we are. And um, as far as living enlightenment, this is one of the things I'm showering. I'm getting messages all the time. This was, this was in the morning, this morning in the shower. Enlightenment is not a destination. Enlightenment is a platform for your greatest creation.
1: I'll say that again, and that needs to be a poster. (laughs) So if you haven't (laughs) made that into a poster, you want to do that today. So enlightenment is not a
0: destination. Enlightenment is a platform for your greatest creation.
1: I love that. That is that is like rock and roll, let me tell you. That is over the top. So I'm anticipating seeing on your Facebook a poster with your name on it um, because that is powerful. I love that. All of you that are tuning in either now or later listening to our show, um, go to uh, darlinggreenauthor.com and you can uh, see this bright light and you can also uh, stay in touch with her and also uh, see the the various books that she's done. She's uh, uh, incredible and and really uh, bringing so much to to humanity. So we're very, very grateful for that. So it's just a pleasure to have you. When did you start putting your ideas into written form? You know what? I I know I asked you a question and now I'm going to start talking, but what mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy about you is your confidence and your competence about the communication that you have with the council and, you know, you're just talking like, well, and I went to the grocery store and I saw the cashier and this is what happened. This is what we talked about. I love that clarity. Um, we need more of that. You know, we need more people stepping forward and saying I'm getting information from, you know, other places, you know, and it, it's powerful in its delivery. There's a reason that children are so hooked by rainbows um, and love that. And there's a reason that children are so obsessed with dinosaurs. It's saying that there is something very ancient, you know, that all of them continue to bring into this uh, experience that we call life. So anyway, love your clarity. And enlightenment is not a desti- destination. It's a platform that supports you. No, nope, it's a platform. Tell me again. It's a platform. That-
0: is it- Enlightenment is a platform for your greatest creation.
1: For your greatest creation. Wow. Well, that's a a hallelujah right there.
0: Wow. I mean, so really in the process of writing these these books, um, first of all, I never intended to write a book i 've always looked at books and thought, man, how does somebody come up with all those words and uh, and I so I never intended to, but I have been deep into my own into my own process for sure, so in two thousand and fifteen i I, in my own process, I became aware of myself as being a scribe. That's who I am at my soul level. I'm a scribe. Um, You know, I had been doing energetic healing work and certainly, you know, very sensitive and kinesthetic, clairaudient, clairvoyant, clairsentient. But um, so I started to practice in 2015. Early on in 2017, I became, um, well, I, I stopped all work because I was in a pretty serious car accident. And then it was later on in the year, it was a challenging year. And then later on in the year, it was December 26th of 2017, to be exact, I had been struggling with being a victim. I had been struggling with my experience Of the results of this car accident and experiencing them in my life every day, and I'd felt victimized by it, and I had really struggled with um, being a victim um, of this. Is not who it is that I am. How can I release myself from this? And then every Christmas, right?
1: Uh, But in that, that to me is the is the pain, right? Yes, is the we all the have a choice. When there's so much more that's beckoning us to give that identity up,
0: right? And, and isn't that another example of the yes and? It's like, yeah. yes, that happened and.
1: hmm Oh, I just love and, talking to you, darling Green. Aw, um, we're, we're tuning in today it. to um, the author of the books in service uh, to love, And I want to also reiterate that we are also coming through Facebook Live, so we have comments, questions. Discover the Power Within, Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome
1: back, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in. It's because of you that our radio show is Is so known and I'm so grateful because without people that are listening, it's just me talking and I'm just grateful to who you are. And we feature guests like Darlene Green, who is amazing, who is out of the box, who is intuitively listening to the path of her life, Um, not only to celebrate her story, but the yes and of that is um, to encourage you to do the same. And to encourage you to step further into who you are, it's when we're being who we're not that has the tendency to create much discomfort and and pain in our lives. But it, it really um, to to have change uh, creates effort, it creates awareness, and it creates willingness. Um, it's not easy sometimes to give up that familiar um, uh, blanket. <laughs> that we have covering us are, are keeping our, our glory from shining through. If you're enjoying our show, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, You can email me. Also, we have the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning, ILLI.org, or you can visit me and send me a note at Templehays.com. I love hearing from people. I'm in the people world, and that's what I enjoy. So, thank you for that, darling green girl. You are, as we say mm. here in our community, you are ridiculously amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we well, say. Um, that's well, what we I call you. Like thank and, you. And that's what we say. And your um, your book is just. Um, I, I, I don't even know what to say about it in a paragraph i can I can just say to those of you tuning in that every every aspect every day that is listed in this book is just it's just profound reading um, this is just one of those that would be necessary for you to have it really would um and you can, it's the kind of book that and what I love about it is you can open up to what you need to know and so I just opened up to day 33 creating from inner resonance wow Mm -hmm. creating from that inner part of what resonates with you well that must be what brought us together right Darlene
0: (laughs) well absolutely Temple I I feel a a deep connection with you as well and one of the the messages that came through at about four o'clock this morning and I'm huddled underneath the blanket so that I don't wake up my husband is um are are a couple of simple messages but they're but they have a lot of depth to them one of them is get to know us now and that has to do with you know that the time that we're in right now is requiring something brand new Mm -hmm. and so the masters that I work with I say that I work with, that I collaborate with, in this body of work of in service to love. It's, it's um, many, 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 but it includes Jesus, um, uh, Mary Magdalene, the archangelic orders, archangel Gabriel, archangel Michael, um, Melchizedek, Metatron. Um, I mean. Infinite oneness, I mean there's many, many 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 many, but what it, what they keep on telling me is that Darlene, it's not about us, this is about you, mm-hmm. and so this is an invitation for us as humanity to begin to take a new look and a new connection with the masters and the and the wisdom that is there available for us and and what they do is they turn the mirror and they say they say. Beloved, remember who you are. We only hold the mirror so that you may see your own divine nature and bring that to the world now. And so, and so, it's a beginning to to reorient. What I saw was, you know, and I've had so many, you know, so many different formats of studying over the decades. Um, but what this work brought to me was like. What, what's possible when I get to be able to sit underneath the ancient olive trees, but now, today? If I sit under the ancient olive trees today with the masters, what would they be saying to me? And this is what they're saying. They're saying basically this is a new time. Step into who it is that you are. The time is now. Um, at this evolutionary turning point, there's an opening. And there's an opening for us not only to connect with who it is that we are as our own divine nature, but to be able to connect with the divine masters that are around us every single moment. They're standing next to you right now, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. at your right shoulder, like can you feel that? But it's all, but, So this process of enlightenment is not about reaching outside of of us. It's about taking ownership of who we already are. Because enlightenment is not something, you know, I remember the song what, in, the, in the 60s, it's Fool on the Hill. It's not that. Mm-hmm. It really is who we already are. And so the process of enlightenment is not something we have to earn and live in the caves in the Himalayas. It's really who it is we already are. And so the work really around enlightenment is releasing who we are not. Mm -hmm. And this is where these different um, concepts come in. There's concepts about, about frequency and how we can begin to change our frequency at choice. Because we change where we place our awareness. Enlightenment is a placement of awareness. So if you visualize that spectrum of light you know that we were talking about previously that has uh, humanity and density on one end, and then as you add more light and more light and more light and more light, until you move to the full light of the I am presence, all of that, we have the capacity for all of that right now and so even in even in my mind's eye i can move myself and this move myself along that spectrum over towards the, the where my i am presence is and then have the perspective of that and when i turn around from that space of my i am self there's no more separation this is we're living in a time of unity consciousness now we were yeah. in separation consciousness, and now we 're in unity consciousness, so all of the modalities of separation consciousness of being right and wrong are playing out, but they aren 't fitting anymore they 're no longer a fit because arguments no longer work. The only thing that works now is our is unity consciousness when you 're holding yeah. the whole coin you don 't have to choose head or tails
1: <laughs> that 's right well, you know for a few years now. Um, my my last conscious conversation and my first conscious conversation through awakening or going to sleep, where really going to sleep is going into a new beginning. Um, but I I I say um, I love you, God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Buddha. I love you, Saint Germain. I love you, um, Michael, Saint Michael, uh, Raphael, and I bring uh, Sai Baba. And I'm bringing all those aspects into myself, and I I say that every day. Or let me say, it's rare, very rare, that I wouldn't say that. But it, it's very interesting because in tuning into that that vibration uh, and connecting with it in the awareness of it, um, it definitely changes you over time. Uh, the the listening becomes more attuned to a deeper listening. Uh, the heart feels at just a, a different kind of space. Um, I would say even beyond an intuitive. Um, and so I, I don't, I don't know that I've ever shelt, shared that out loud. Perhaps I have, but I, I, I love connecting with the the council, the 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 powers, the energies that are available to us because there's such guidance that comes, such guidance, yeah. inner guidance, like you're saying, uh, not let me get on the phone and see what this celebrity is saying on on this particular doctor show today, but an inner depth, uh, I think that's a word that kind of ties into the moment you got on the call, is the word depth is what's really resonating with me, and I really appreciate that, what you're bringing to the table, depth
0: ah oh, thank you but i I think that now's the time it's interesting it's like every day I wake up and I have this invitation to step up every yes. day every day, not like as a as a as a way to manage the difficulties and the challenges that we 're living in because managing has a frequency that doesn't that only only holds problems that need to be managed so if I can choose then to um be a a new way I can choose to own all of who I am and step into that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: then I, I just lost my train of thought on that a little bit but but it's it's about it's about owning again all of who it is all of who it is that we are and bring all of that to the table oh yeah the hand stretched out so every day I'm invited to step up like Darlene remember who you are Step up into your next expression. Step up into your next expression, and it's not about just making this life more palatable. It's about no, your divine nature is is right here and accessible right now. Let us show you where to get that. So it's the connection with the with the masters is not as, and they keep on reiterating over and over and over again. The greatest obstacle you must you 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 um, you that, that confronts you is is uh, your self-worth. When you're source and form, who you are is source and form. There is no difference between us and you. There's no difference. So you see, when we begin to move into having uh, the perspective with the masters that we work with, not as, as necessarily as teacher student, but as collaborators, we, we step into our own divine nature in a- powerful way but you see it's just a slight turn of the diamond it's just a slight turn of that facet and looking through and and getting a new perspective
1: i i love i love what you said because you're you're saying it's collaborative you know you're you're on an equal playing field and that that's what they want you to know the most you're not you're uh, someone, some itsy bitsy, teeny weeny something—that's—that's um, that's hoping to be seen or witnessed. You are—you are you're at the level of of everyone that's ever existed, and—and um, and the great call is to continue to step into that more and more. That's powerful.
0: Yes, yes, and that's the being of love. Powerful. And love is—you um, know—I have to. I, I, when I was writing, I was you know, I would sit down and write every day and, you know, and I'm, um, you know, every day it would be different. It wasn't just like taking dictation. It was, it was like I was being taught every day how to be able to receive these fine frequencies and move outside of the comfort zone. Um, They would say, come and find us over here and then come and find us over here. And the messages would be different every day. But, Within all of that, there was this invitation to take my place at the table. Mm-hmm. Darlene, this is not a separation of us and you. We invite you. And so what, what I experienced through every single day of writing and collaboration with the Council of Light is an invitation to live up to who it is that I actually am already. And so I remember. I remember years ago, one of my prayers was, God, I ask to be able to see me the way you see me so Mm -hmm. I can begin to get out of my own way. But what I do every day now is that I place every, I go, I have a sacred altar in my mind's eye and I go to that altar every day and I say, what is it that I may leave at this altar today that no longer serves me? And I release, release, release. Release, And that allows me to be able to move more deftly. And it's funny, that's the word I keep on getting from the, from the Council mm-hmm. of Life. That's the word that keeps on moving. It's not a <laughs> word I would normally use myself, but it's about moving deftly in this time of tra- great transition that we're in. Mm-hmm. This is an extraordinary time that's not, not something that's happening to us. It's something we're participating in. And that as we're moving from one paradigm to a new paradigm, it asks us to show up within our own new inner paradigm. This is not about a reworking of the old. The old is gone. We have always evolved, and, and love must evolve. But love is also action, love is not passive. Love is action. And so we're being called now. This is what I see, and this is my experience in in writing um, with the Council of Light, is that I'm being called. We, as humanity, are being called to step up and take our place as the expression of love that we are. And as we step into who it is that we are, we release who we are not. And we release the arguments. We release... The, um, the weightedness of, hum- of our humanity. But you see, being enlightened is not about no longer being able to fit into this physical world. And that's why terms like woo-woo really no longer apply. They right. never did. They really don't.
1: And that's created by people that are afraid. It's when they, when yeah. they call something woo-woo. Um, it's yeah. being dismissive or, or discounting, um, like it's something that could be contagious and you might catch it, you know, and, and let me, uh, dismiss it. And, and there are, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are, there are people that, that they don't want people to know that you can be guided by the council. You know, Darlene Green said, you know, go and listen to the council, not, oh, you need to tune in every day to the news and tell you where to go and what to do and where to get your shot and why you need to do this. Oh, so, I mean, that it really is, as we've always said for years, be aware when a thinker has gone unleashed. You know, I mean, there's something <laughs> very powerful when you are wanting to tell the magic of the Harry Potter. When you're wanting to tell the magic of, you don't really need to seek any outside advice, it's all inside of you. you have just never really given it the credit or listen. You've gone against it, you know, and that's what right. often, you know, where learning comes from is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. That's, you know, that's kind of popular in the 12 step program. I'm going to just be so determined. I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to hope that something different happens. Well, no, uh, more of the same happens. Um, So it's it's that. So you're you're teaching an individual that, yes, you're in the world, um, but not of the world. And that goes back Mm -hmm. to the master teachings. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. And it's yes. And it's both. And and um, and that that listening, if you when you're really tuned into yourself, it's not like you don't ever want to have a conversation with a human being again. But your wellspring, your knowledge, your guidance is coming from. What is your inner source? Not from outside influences influences, or doing something because someone told you that's what you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And this is this is there's a new language that is present as I take on more of the light than I am. It moves beyond words into a space of uh, of resonance, and we were talking a little bit about that it's about beginning to fine tune there's a calling also then to fine tune awareness into where is my internal resonance and being able to distinguish external dissonance mm-hmm. and so and so as we can begin to fine-tune our awarenesses, it's kind of like, you know, if you're in a really busy mall, I mean, it's really loud, and somebody says, do you hear that fan? I mean, what do you have to do internally to be able to release what's not the fan?
1: Mm-hmm. And it's really
0: this same kind of thing. It's release, release the chaos of, of not being present release the chaos of separation and connect, dear one, to your own knowing. And so there's, a, there's kind of a softening that occurs, right? There's a, um, and, and now we become our own, we don't have to look outside for answers because we have our own resonant knowing that tells us that we can trust and then we're always being guided by the resonance that's supplied to us through our own I am presence. Does that make sense?
1: Uh, totally. It's like we talk about that the, the shaman can and go to New York City um and and sit at Times Square and hear a cricket across yeah. the street. Yeah, that's that that's that level of Of being defined and being in tune
0: yeah that was actually one of the exercises that I had with so I would go and I that I had with the Council of Light. so I would I was writing and I was like oh my goodness I just I just said I was going to be writing for 366 days oh my goodness this is a big deal so I would sit down and I try to kind of you know maybe get it done earlier in the day so that way it's done and it's handled right Mm mm-hmm well I would so one day I went to you know it was probably earlier on probably during the first 122 days, and I went in to go and write and what I got was like nothing, and it was no go to Starbucks. <laughs> now I live in Seattle. <laughs> I mean I live in Seattle, so that's really not a rough a rough assignment. But but what I found I was doing is that I was getting uh, my humanity looks for patterns. My humanity my humanity says, Well, you know, I'm gonna put on this particular music, I, I light a candle, um I meditate, I right? I'm and charged. what I saw one I'm day, you're
1: gonna be in charge <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've got total control of this. It's all good. Carry on, and and so they said, no, go to go to go to Starbucks. So I went to Starbucks, and <laughs> and what they and the message that day was, we are available beyond circumstance. Mm. You can light the candles. You can wait. You can do the incense. You can do whatever you choose. And when you're standing here, and whenever you're ready, we'll start. <laughs> And so it's really about yes and, right?
1: There's (laughs) that yes and yes and right?
0: Uh It's about having the confidence that knowing that we can reach inside, no matter what the external chaos is around us, we have the capacity and the ability to be able to reach inside to our inner knowing and fine tune that listening that we resonate with.
1: Hmm. It's so powerful. I'm I'm talking today to my great guest, Darlene Green. You can go to her website, uh, DarleneGreen.com. If you're, I mean, excuse me, DarleneGreenAuthor.com. And also if you're on Facebook Live with us today, then I put the link um, within the body of the the broadcast. And um, there's so many uh, places of gratitude, Darlene, people that are tuning in. I'm grateful that you're with us. Emails are coming mm-hmm. in about how magnificent you are. And um, what a great job you and the council are doing <laughs> in your collaborative work. And it, it's so important that you're speaking this energy forth. Um, I find it so interesting that people are so fascinated with the pyramids and other things that have happened before, but yet can't seem to find their way to understand that that same kind of guidance is available now. It wasn't like mm-hmm. it just went sweeping through one time and there was a group of people and they were the chosen ones, you know, but there are people who choose, who choose to, I want to tap into something that mysterious. I want to, I want to know how to evolve into something. And I, I love that your power totem is a, a hummingbird. I, I love that very much because... Um, I, I love life. Looking at life as a hummingbird, you know, you keep going from flower to flower to see what is here, what's unfolding, what's around the corner. Oh wow! And there's such a—they have such joy and bliss <laughs> that they're carrying, you know, from place to place. So I loved when I saw that on on the back of your 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 book, that hummingbird represents love, joy, peace, and lightness of being. Its wings move in the pattern of the infinity symbol, reminding us of our eternal truth. Isn't that right on? That is right on. So be a be a hummingbird vibration today. Um and and look at living and the willingness to live in the mystery of what you don't know yet, because we already have heard all the things you know somebody in your life's already heard that <laughs> they've yeah. already got that but show us something I love that you also said Darlene you know that every day you're you're called to show up with something accentuated or a, a deeper part of you or a greater part of you coming forward and um, it's beautiful to have that to have that voice. I remember years ago, I'd be like, oh, voice, I wish you would give me a break. You know, (laughs) I I need to be more and do more, be more today. You know, why can't I just say I'm going to just take a chill and just be right here. But I I just got this emerging self that is always knocking, knocking on the heart, not necessarily the door, but the heart. So,
0: It's not necessarily an easy path, it, it's, and, it, and it may not be for everybody, but parts of the path are definitely appropriate, I think, for us, and I think that it can remove a lot of the pain and the confusion that, of this time. So it's a long freeway, and you can get off wherever it is you choose.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So leave us with a, another poster, if you will. <laughs> I, actually,
0: I, I have actually I have something for you, and it's really about what this whole process is about. And this okay. is a paragraph from the last page of Book Three, which is in okay. service to love, love now. And it's from the Council of Light. After the hand railings are gone, after the vows of limitation for this lifetime are dissolved, after you have delved deeply into the unknown of your own soul, sourced by the divine light of love, you find your sovereignty sovereignty is a state of wholeness where you have access to your essential self no longer dependent upon opinions circumstances or waiting for a time when it's safe to express all of you you ultimately find yourself as sovereign and you realize you have become you stand in wholeness radiant emanating the light of the divine diminished by no one and no thing In the peace, magnificence, and stark realization of the moment that you have become, you walk within the light of your wholeness. What becomes possible when one is love now?
1: Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.